Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we are joined by Ken Weeb of Sportsnet. We have a nice long conversation about the Jets' taxi squad moves. Cole Perfetti's coming up. What does that mean? <laughs> Pump the brakes, people. The incredible play of the second line. And where's Pierre-Luc Dubois going to fit into all this? That's all on the podcast. Joined right now by Ken Weeb of Sportsnet.ca, who was at the Jets game last night. He's at every Jets game. He covers the Jets. He's a contributor here on 680 CGOB. Ken, how are you tonight? Evening, Christian. I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Doing well. For, for you on an off day, when the team doesn't practice, what do you do? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, usually you try to uh, you know, get re-energized or whatever, but uh, I was making a few calls today. I'm gonna working on a story on uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, the newcomer. I've spoken to a couple of his junior coaches uh, in the last couple of days here. So, uh, you know, following up on some leads, trying to get some some information from uh, from his past, and had some really good conversations with uh, J.F. Fortin and uh, Marc Andre Dumont, who uh, had him in their two stops in uh, in Cape Breton and with the Armada and the QMJHL. So. Uh, I wouldn't call it a day off uh, fully for me, but uh, again, it, it was it was a more relaxing day than what we saw on the weekend. But uh, as you know, uh, when you're involved in covering and chronicling the the biggest story, not only in in the town that you reside in, but in all the hockey world, uh, you enjoy all the uh, all the things that go along with uh, chasing down that blockbuster trade that uh, that occurred. That's for sure. We'll look forward to that work coming up, but let's just focus before we get into how Pierre-Luc Dubois fits into the plans of this team. Sure. On this, on the second line of the Jets, which has been the best line <laughs> of the Jets in recent games, that is Nikolai Ehlers, Andrew Kopp, and Paul Stasny. Is this just a, a, a little hot heater here that we can expect to you know, cool down a bit, or is this for real? Is this line maybe now the best line on this team? Well, I mean, I think it's always important to uh, to be cautious of the sample size, and that's not a knock on what's happened during the past, uh, you know, three, three, four games here for that line. They've been absolutely dynamite, uh, and we also shouldn't forget that, uh, you know, there have been a couple of games where Mark Scheife's line has looked uh, like they have in the past. So they were they were quiet last night. There's no doubt about that, but. Uh, I would also remind folks that uh, the the job of the task of going head to head with uh, Connor McDavid is not an easy one. We know that uh, Paul Maurice uh, made a switch in moving the Adam Lowry line up against them, and it, it certainly uh, helped the result there for sure. But uh, full full marks. I mean, Paul Stastny. I know a lot of <laughs> you you heard it and saw it on social media. You've heard it from uh, folks in your inbox. A lot of people were you know. You know, unnecessarily uh, concerned with Paul Stastny's slow start, and uh, lo and behold, you look up, he's got six points in the last three games. So, really found his legs. Nikolai Ehlers uh, has not been a concern in any of the games, uh, starting with game one. He's been very good. I mean, we know that he was a little bit under the weather, but uh, I mean, he's been producing at just an absolutely uh, impressive and somewhat ridiculous rate. Uh, and Andrew Kopp has been a revelation on that line. Uh, we know Hardy's worked. Uh, uh, show Paul Maurice that he's more than just a checker. Uh, he's been rewarded for his hard work with, uh, you know, four-point night yesterday and five-game point streak. So uh, that line's been uh, fantastic. And you know, as you mentioned, I mean, if 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 they need to be broken up uh, to bring Pierre-Luc Dubois into the lineup, uh, that's a good problem to have if you're head coach Paul Maurice. So today the Winnipeg Jets were off, but they did uh, on their Twitter feed, on their PR Twitter feed, did notify the public of some 
transactions. They reassigned yep. Logan Stanley and Christian Veselin to the taxi squad, and then they reassigned Cole Perfetti from the Moose to the taxi squad and sent CJ Cease to the Moose. Let's start with the Perfetti move. Is What does this mean? Does this just mean he's going to practice with the Jets tomorrow? Why bring him up to the taxi squad? Yeah, I mean, the taxi squad is a bit of a mystery at times here this year. We know guys are going to be moving up and down and uh, things of that nature. Uh, I watched uh, Cole's uh, interview from day one of Moose Camp and read Kelly Moore's story on him. And I think it's just a chance that Cole's going to get a taste to be around the team tomorrow. So we know that he missed all of training camp and he had been in quarantine after heading back home um, to see his family. So I wouldn't read too much into that move. I don't think... uh, I would, again, caution folks who think that Cole Perfetti will be in the lineup on Saturday against the Vancouver Canucks to take a deep breath. Uh, I don't think we're at that point yet, but I think it's a nice. Ch- it'll be a nice opportunity for him to get involved in a practice. Uh, I mean, that's not even a guarantee. Uh, the taxi squad guys have not always been part of practice. They come out at the end of practice on some days, so uh, I don't think it's a big deal. And the other part of the equation, too, is, I mean, we know that the Moose don't have a lot of bodies, so... Um, uh, again, there, it's not a regular moose training camp right now either, but uh, we know that Cole's a very bright guy. Uh, I loved a lot of his answers talking about how important it is just even just to start learning the terminology because we know the moose and the jets use the same terminology when it comes to systems play and things of that nature. So uh, in terms of the other guys, I mean, Christian Veselainen is going to be uh, moving up off, you know, in and out of the taxi squad. I know some people were up in arms uh, saying, oh, how could they do this? Uh, you know, well, why would you make a guy earn his AHL salary for a, a day or two? But, I mean, the, the Jets also called him up the day before when he wasn't going to play. He was just insurance. So um, this is this is new territory for everyone. And, uh, I mean, the other part of that equation is uh, the Jets are already deep into their LTIR pool. So, and then they're also, you know, you're paying Tucker Pullman a full salary, even though he's on the CPRA list as well. So... Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much in anything. Uh, I mean, is it possible that Vili Hainola could get in on Saturday night? Of course, but uh, what would have to happen for that to occur is that he would need to be added to the active roster at some point here in the next couple of days. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor. I, I would say that's my long-winded way of saying it's uh, too early to tell if those moves mean anything for Saturday night's lineup. It is Wednesday, after all, and there's still practices tomorrow and Friday before we get to that game. But on Logan Stanley, Ken, is it possible that he gets reassigned to the taxi squad because Tucker Pullman is going to be coming back, or will he need a little bit more ramp-up time to get back in because I assume he hasn't skated at all since he went on the, as Paul Maurice calls it, the acronym? Right. Uh, Again, I, I don't see a scenario where Tucker Pullman is in the lineup on Saturday night based on the information that is at our disposal I mean uh, he's going to need some time to get back up to speed whether he had COVID or not I mean we know he has not been able to skate and hasn't been at the rink uh, with the Jets so I mean if if we see him on the ice tomorrow morning I would say that probably would be a great sign for Tucker Pullman but again two practices is that enough to get back into the lineup Mm, I I, I wouldn't uh, I would not expect that to be the case but is it possible? Of course, but I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be betting my personal mortgage on it. Let's just go uh, go with that. But the next step for Pullman get back on the ice with his teammates. Then we'll see how long it takes him to get back into the lineup. But it's always possible, and we know that one of the key factors in all of these decisions is that Anton Forsberg, as the third goaltender, is on the active roster. So we know the only other extra player right now who requires waivers is Sammy Niku. And the Jets, even though Sammy had a tough start to the year, 
I don't think they're ready to place him on waivers for the you know sole purpose of trying to get him onto the taxi squad. So when you're on an entry-level contract, there's mobility. So that's that's part of life for anyone. And I would also remind some of those other folks that, you know, as well as Logan Stanley has played at times, these guys aren't full-time NHLers yet, and it comes with the territory. There have been a lot of players with a lot more experience than those guys that have had to go up and down uh, the roster, you know, between the, whether it's the taxi squad or the American League and the NHL. So uh, patience, patience to all, and uh, this thing will get resolved uh, very, sooner than later, I would imagine. And one of the nice things the Jets have that many others don't in the best of times, especially in a pandemic, is that everything is in the same building, right? The taxi squad sure. is with your team in the AHL. You can just send them up the hallway, and really all that changes is who they're skating with, and I suppose the salary would change a little bit as well, but the Jets well, do well, have an yeah. advantage that way. <laughs> yeah, they sure do, but again, every player would uh, would be, would be prefer to be making their NHL salary, and at the same time, I mean, uh, if we're all being honest, uh, I don't think that Logan Stanley would have been expecting to be making an NHL salary for the first, the, the majority of this month or the two weeks that he's been up. So, uh, been an interesting story. We know that his confidence is rising, uh, especially based on that play he made uh, off the back of the net when uh, the Oilers forward was uh, over pursuing on the forecheck yesterday. So, I mean, again, Logan Stanley still has work to do. Nobody is questioning that whatsoever, but. Uh, he's also, I think, a little bit ahead of schedule than what most people projected. I don't think anyone had him as an NHL regular uh, by game two of this season. So, And, and that, that's a testament to the work he's put in. And I expect him to continue to put in that work as he uh, works to establish himself uh, to be more into consideration for full-time work. But again, we know that the Jets are going to want to get Billy Hainala some work. Uh, he showed well in his season debut and... Uh, I think he'll he'll be getting himself some action uh, sooner than later. But again, that's up to Paul Maurice and his coaching staff. We've spent a lot of time looking at the the top two lines. The fourth line was a topic of much discussion in training sure. camp. Nate Thompson was out there. He got hurt. We've seen a lot of different players rotate into the fourth line. Last night it was David Gustafson with Jansen Harkins and Trevor Lewis. Is that what we're going to see all year, Ken, kind of a rotation? Or do you think Paul Maurice is looking to find three guys that can play together? Well, I mean, there'll be a combination platter there. And we also know, speaking of, you know, Christian Veselainen, that he and David Gustafson had great chemistry with the Manitoba Moose late in the season last year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, on a combo platter at some point on the fourth line as well. But uh, we know some of that will be roster related, but we know also Jansen Harkins uh, back up to full speed liked what I've seen from him we know we can play center we know we can play the wing he's been ef effective on the forecheck uh, Matthew Perot has been a bit of a revelation uh, finding that uh, chaotic uh, forechecking pressure lately big goal the other day I mean uh, impressive job by him to, to get back to a level that some people weren't sure that he was going to be reaching again uh, based on all the injury trouble that he's had to work his way through so uh, I think we'll see a, a number of different combinations. I don't think it'll be uh, just as simple as one in, one out, but uh, I, there's a nice combination. And if the Jets can make it work with the roster uh, you know, manipulations, uh, I think that in some of those back-to-backs like we're going to see again coming up here, uh, if if one night you can play Gustafson and Veselainen and the next you can play Thompson and, and Trevor Lewis and maybe get those guys a breather on the back end of the back-to-back, -back, I mean... I think that's something the Jets would explore as well. But again, it's going to depend on if you can carry, if how long you carry the third goalie on the roster, and and what you can do on those in and outs. But 
I think it's David Gustafson's a guy that can easily work his way into a fourth line role uh, over the course of the series. An incredibly smart individual, and I think that you'll see him. He's the kind of guy that would get involved in the penalty kill as well. We know that the penalty kill has not gotten off to a great start here again for the Jets, and that's a, that's a role that Gustafson will be able to play down the road. So. Uh, lots of upside there for sure. And again, we know that Jansen Harkins is a guy that could play easily on the third line or the fourth line, depending on the night. But uh, the other part of the third line, man, Adam Lowry, what a start to the year that he's having. Uh, uh, I expected him to bounce back and rebound after last year's tough injury-plagued season. But uh, I don't know a lot of people that had him down for a point-of-game pace uh, out of the gate. But he's just played outstanding uh, hockey, uh, still maintained his physical presence and really doing a nice job of getting to the net. And as he told us yesterday on the Zoom call, Sometimes it's as simple as getting those extra touches on the second power play unit. He's gone back to that net net front presence role uh, and just playing with an awful lot of confidence. He's really carried it over from his strong play during the qualifying round series against Calgary. And all the thought was about Patrick Liney's contract going into the summer. All of a sudden we're thinking a lot about Kopp and Lowry and what they might for sure getting paid. Uh, one last question for you, Ken, and it is Dubois. Looking at the current structure, what makes the most sense for Dubois once he's ready? Where where should he play? Yeah, I mean, he's he is versatile enough uh, to play on the wing if you need him to, but uh, I think he's going to slide right into that second line center role and again, then it'll be it'll depend on if it's going to be Stastny trying trying Stastny on the wall first or Andrew Kopp staying there and Stastny going down to play with Mason Appleton and uh, and maybe Adam Lowry or Matthew Perot. So, uh for me, again, I Pierre-Luc Dubois is an elite, or he's a high-end, high-end center, first-line center on most teams. So Paul Stastny's playing great. He gives you the uh, defensive responsibility that you need, but he also has the vision and the smarts and the you know playmaking ability. But uh, from the people that I've spoken to, I think they, they feel as though Stastny would be comfortable to move to the wing if necessary. And again, I think the bonus of that is we know how well Andrew Kopp and Adam Lowry play together, and then they are the top checking line, but they're also, they have the ability to give you secondary scoring. So, and again, if it doesn't work with Stastny on the wall, then Kopp moves in there and continues to be the plug and play machine that he has been so far to this point. So uh, if, again, I, I don't see any scenario where Pierre-Luc Dubois plays his first game with the Jets on the third line, if that's, uh, if that's what you're asking me. Well, I just mean, is that top line untouchable? Is Connor Shifley Wheeler untouchable as a combo? Oh, no, no. I mean, it's also, I mean, hey, I just think that I see the potential for Pierre Luc Dubois and Nicolas Ehlers to be outstanding. I'm not exactly sure where you play him. And I mean, too, I've even heard that it's, you know, Ray Ferraro speculated that. that maybe Dubois starts out with uh, with with Shifley and Wheeler. So I mean, who knows? But I expect him to start at the center position. Uh, it's where he's most comfortable, and I think the Jets will adapt uh, around that and see where it goes. And again, if if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to this line that has had so much tremendous success here with Stastny, uh, Ehlers, and Kopp. So I think you'll see more movement in the top six. If, if that's another possibility with Paul Maurice having a few extra weapons at his disposal, if you will. I think they've stretched out the depth of the lineup, and uh, that's always a good problem to have. And and as you mentioned, I mean, if this run continues, then is it possible that, that they keep the line together? Absolutely. I just, if you're out, I mean, I expect Dubois to start at center, and I expect him to be on that, have, have Nikolai Ehlers beside him, and then we'll see what happens from there. Well, Paul Maurice has some time to figure this out. Ken, appreciate your time as always. We'll see you in the press box Saturday night. Sounds good. Take care, Christian. Enjoy the rest of the show.
Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?